I don't know if there was ever a time though that like I just wanted to casually do it because for me it's it's too much like frustration and stuff just just to do it just as a hobby. There is an inherent desire and an almost addiction, you know. Welcome to the Flying Fruit Bowl, a platform dedicated to the discussion and exploration of art and the creative process. In today's episode, I have the chance to talk to the incredible Alex Selkowitz. Alex is an oil painter based in LA whose work evokes a sense of mystery and intrigue, painting pensive images of contemporary suburbia which are often absent of people. His work questions the way we display our interior emotions within our exterior settings. I had a great time talking to Alex about his work, and this is the first part in a two-part interview. Um, the best place to start is I start with everybody, all the interviews I've done so far. It'll be, just tell us a bit about yourself and how you became an artist. Well, uh, that is a long story, but I think, I, you know, I feel like I've always been an artist uh, in some form or another. I was always attracted to visual, I was attracted to visual things like movies and cartoons and comic books and you know, what, you know, video games or something, uh, you know, as a kid. Um, and, you know, I have an older half brother who's much older than me. And so in, in essence, I grew up kind of like an only child, which has its pluses and minuses, I suppose you could say. Um, but I spent a lot of time immersed in, you know, um, all of those things I just mentioned, like comics and, and, you know, and comic strips too. So, so I, I you know, I, I've, I've thought about all of these things is I, I have done some interviews over the last year or so, one with one with you a while ago and everything and answering a lot of these questions. And I really started thinking about that. I've spent a, a lot of my life uh, looking at things in a frame, so to speak. So, yeah. so uh, you know, a movie, uh, you know, on a, on a TV or, or, or in a movie theater or whatever has these frames. There's lots of composition constantly going on. Um, a comic book or, or or a comic strip like Calvin and Hobbes or even Garfield or anything. I mean, especially something like Far Side. You know, uh, it, you know, it's sort of weird to compare Far Side to fine art, but um, I mean, Gary Larson is a genius. But uh, the idea that you can, you know, sort of convey a story in one panel is pretty amazing, right? And I think you know um, a lot of uh, really great painters do that too. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that just kind of, and, and, and as years went on, I, you know, fluctuated in and out of different things. I wanted to draw, you know, I wanted to make cartoons. I wanted to do all these things. And so all of this visual stuff just got embedded in me, I think. And then uh, for the last, well, I don't know, about almost two decades now, I, um, I have been working in the film business doing, uh, you know, I work on lighting crews. Um, <laughs> and so I'm just, you know, 12 hours a day or whatever, uh, when I am working, it's sporadic. So it's not all the time, but when I am working, uh -huh. it's just, you know, hours in the day of just on set, looking at lighting, seeing, you know, all different types of stuff going on light. You know, I've, I've witnessed the, you know, evolution of LEDs and all these things and, and all of that stuff, I think just really coalesced into, I'd say about seven or eight years ago, I, I finally, you know, I, I had taken a break from, I was drawing a lot of everything and I kind of got into some, I went down a bad path for a while. My life got a little out of control and 
sort of came out of that stage of my life. Uh, I, you know, I, I got married and that was a, a wonderful thing and really started like fine tuning what I wanted to do. And so I'd say about eight years ago, I really started getting into uh, the idea of painting suddenly was attractive to me. Um, so from that, I think, you know, the, all of these things that I've been doing for years and, and just watching and looking at and drawing my own little scribbles, and whatever you want to digital stuff and just anything all kind of poured out into this. And then I got really hooked on the idea of paint. I started with watercolor, which is so hard to do. I mean, making art in general can be very challenging uh, for a myriad of reasons, but <laughs> watercolor was especially tricky. It's just so finicky and, I tried acrylic and that and that dried a little too quick for me, but I liked the idea that it was a little more opaque, a little bit more controllable. And then I found oil paint. Uh, and that really like, I was like, oh, this is, this is it. Like, this is what I've been looking for because it's so, you manipulate it so much and do all these things to it and it just has the texture and the shininess. But, so I think that's kind of, I'm not sure if I'm actually answering your question of how I became an artist. I think it was just a lifetime of, uh, of just visual imagery. And it finally just it reached a point where I figured out how I could actually sort of take some of that stuff and put it down onto a canvas or a piece of wood or, or what have you, you know? So, but I've always been creative and I've always been attracted to color and, and, you know, uh, composition and depth and sort of this like illusion that a 2D plane can give you this three-dimensional space and I don't know so does that answer your question no it does no that's perfect that I mean there's no <laughs> right there's no right answer so absolutely of course it does I, I know sometimes I just I I, I tend to I, I I feel like sometimes I just go off on these tangents because there's no, so much stuff swimming in my head this like this is why I love talking to people um ah. Like this is why, because I, all this tangent, all the tangents, I'm, just, I'm exactly the same. Most of my editing is creating my own tangents, but um, I love it yeah. personally. I love it. That's the whole, like it shows you as an artist and you as a person and you as a human. Um, yes. You know, the person behind the painting. And I, I personally, I, that's why I love doing this, you know? Um, yeah. So I was actually quite surprised to learn that in many regards, you're pretty much self-taught. Um, and I'm quite impressed by that. Like, could you talk a bit about your kind of um, journey in terms of, at what point did you go from being like, okay, this is kind of fun to, okay, actually, I want to be serious about this. You know, I don't know. I mean, to answer really just sort of off the top of my head, I, I, I don't know when it actually stopped sort of, I don't know if it was ever just a curiosity. I think I actually just spent a lot of time being frustrated at trying to find something that was the medium or whatever you want to call it to the, the that I could explain. I think I've had this sort of desire in me to do something with it. Uh, and I don't know if it was ever just like, I kind of want to do it as a hobby. You know what I mean? Like, I think that I've had, I, I feel like I've had the, the desire and the drive to do it. I mean, once I guess, I guess kind of once I started messing around with oil paint, I did take, I did take some lessons and I still, contact him on occasion and get his critiques and you know he's an amazing painter this guy scott yeskel who's a wonderful artist you know uh cool guy uh established la artist he, he's done very well for himself and um so he sort of 
I took some lessons from him and he sort of steered me in the right direction of like how to actually use oil paint. He showed me some other artists. I'd already found some that I liked, some painters and stuff like that. And so I think around that time, I started just making things. And as, as I got the tactile, as I, as I got the feedback from it, as I got the, my own feedback or not my own feedback, but my own sort of, uh, what do you call that? Um, gratification, I suppose. I don't know, self gratification kind of thing. Um, yeah. There was this gratification in it. And I, and I realized that like, I realized that I could like actually make something and show it to people and they would be, and they would be like, Oh, wow. You know, you're, you're, you know, I remember a friend, a friend of mine said to me, so I had mentioned to him on the phone that I had like kind of gotten back into, into art and all throughout my childhood and, and, and into even up into high school, like people knew that I liked to doodle and draw and just like sketch silly stuff, never serious things, but all kinds of weird cartoons, you know, I get really stoned and like draw all this stuff. And, and he thought that's what I was doing. And then he said, and then I showed him some pictures and he's like, Oh, you're actually, you're actually making art. You're actually like, I thought you were just screwing around in your notebook again. Uh, <laughs> so it was, uh, you know, I, I think around that time, I, I sort of realized that I was doing something that people would be interested in. And then I got involved with Satchi Art and I just decided what the hell, man, I'm going to put some stuff up on there, take some photos, go through the process, upload it. And it's actually once somebody bought something, I was like, God, somebody just pay me money for this like that was kind of weird and I mean I don't I don't think that you know that's the end all be all but I think that that really it it, it wasn't the money it was like because I I like you I I have this you know a sort of full-time job and and it you know it wasn't the money that I was getting it was like it was the concept it was the concept that somebody would like go on a website filled to the brim with all kinds of stuff you know all kinds of art amazing artists are on there and just and they would look at my painting <laughs> and then be like, yeah, I'm going to buy that. You know, I want that person's art to be on my wall somewhere uh, in my home or office or whatever. And so that kind of, I think that was a moment that I realized like, oh, okay. Oh, people understand what I'm doing because, you know, I, I think like a lot of creative people, I, I, you know, I, and I've always had my own issues with this of <clears throat> incredible self-doubt and being, you know, uh, you know, I'm not good enough. Like, what am I doing trying to do this? You know, like, who cares? Like, I should just go back to moving film equipment for the rest of my life or something. And, uh, you know, but the feedback and the recognition is sort of was like, oh, people actually understand what I'm doing. And, you know, that kind of helps reframe something in my mind to where I was like, you know, this is actually possible. I think I, this might be the thing I can express myself through this. And it seems like some people get it. You know, I don't want everybody to get it. because I think if you appeal, in my opinion, if your art appeals to every, I don't, I don't know if it's even possible, but if it appeals to too many people, I think you're not being true to yourself. So you really got to like, and, and that kind of propelled me to sort of hone in on what I was doing, I guess. That's what I, is, is how I kind of think of it. I don't know if there was ever a time though that like I just wanted to casually do it because for me it's too much torture to do just <laughs> <laughs> it's too much it's too much like frustration and stuff just just to do it just as a hobby there is an inherent desire and an almost addiction you know yeah. uh, I've been sober I've been sober for a long time so 
I know that I have a very addictive personality. And so there's actually this like drive in me to like, I have to do it. I have to like, I have to get out to the studio sometimes and, and do this stuff. And then since I have to do it, I might as well try to like, you know, transition away from one career into making this my full-time thing. So uh, yeah, it, it, it's too engulfing in my, in my life to be just a hobby. I have to like make it more than that. You know what I mean? So, so absolutely. And um, would you like it to be a full-time career? I would love it. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 you know, there's some things to, to figure out with that. I've, you know, obviously talked about it with my wife and we have seen things to figure out, but um, it is uh, something that I may try to transition and take a chance and sort of transition to at some point would be amazing. Well, I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to it, but personally, I really think that is very achievable for you. I really do. Like, Thanks, I do. man. Your work is uh, your work is very fascinating. It's the kind of work that appeals to me, which I feel like I say to everybody I interview. Um, but it's the way that it appeals to me. It really, really does. So, um, yeah. So I think it could definitely for sure happen, like 100%. And I, and I like the fact you said that that it engulfs you. I think that's a good sign. You know, it means that you're, yeah, you're not, yeah, you're not, you know, you're not dilly dallying and like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, it's just something to do. It's like, actually, you're passionate about it. And it's, you know, what, you'll make the effort to do it. Um, as opposed to just being like, oh, yeah, I should do it on the weekend, you know, just for a laugh. And, you know, I like, yeah. I like that. I, I mean, like there, the seriousness yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, there, there are definitely things that I do in my life that are just kind of messing around for fun. And of course, there's a lot of like, you know, sort of related things that I do that are, there are related things that I do that are like related to, you know, the art, like I'll, I'll, there are programs like Blender, which is like, it's free. Yeah, of course, yeah. Of course. yeah. Yeah. I mess around with that stuff. I use it to like models and paintings. Sometimes like I'll sort of set up an arbitrary thing because it's all very realistic and it can, you can, you can basically simulate light, you know, I mean, people that are really good with it can make Pixar quality stuff. I don't, you know, try to, I just screw around with it. It's fun. I can sort of, create shadows and shapes and sort of see like oh that's kind of cool and i can i can like overlay that in a you know so i use it as like a notebook but it's just kind of fun to mess around with too because it's such an amazing program like i just you know and other things um those are fun those are just screwball stuff kind of fun puzzles to figure out like hmm, how could i make you know realistic water and then like put something in it and i wonder what that would look like you know so that's just kind of fun to mess around with uh but it doesn't you know, I don't want to be the idea of like doing that all the time. Yeah, like, I, I can't handle it. It's just doing so, something that, that kind of informs your practice later on or, or kind of tangents. Yes. Tangents, yes. And, it, and it's fun. It's like a, yeah. 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 Especially one, one other thing too that I, I still find interesting is that I, I'm a very, you know, tech driven person. You know, talking to you on my iPad, I have my AirPod mm. Pro or whatever they're called, my iPhone 12. You know, I take tons of pictures on my phone. I'm always messing around with gadgets and, you know, I got, we have like a semi smart home, you know, like I got okay. home kid with all these. Things. The oil painting is the only analog uh, thing that I do. <laughs> that's I interesting, to... though. And actually, I guess that's in many ways, now I'm thinking about that, that's actually a good point because I guess in many ways, that's kind of a good appeal of art to a lot of people is that it gets you out of the headspace of staring at a screen. Yes, yes. There's, there's, you know, a, a Again, I, I use the, the the 3D program, and I'll do like a lot of sketching on my on my iPad on this program, Procreate. I, you know, I'm sure millions of people have heard of it at this point, but um, but yeah, once I 
you know, and I'll use all that stuff. That's all reference. But then the, the, or, you know, even just real life, like I'll just stare at something for a while and see what it looks like. But, but then, yeah, the ultimate thing is then put on, you know, by hand on a, on a canvas or panel or something. And I'm screwing around the oil paint and there just isn't a substitute for that. I know there's lots of digital painting programs, but, you know, until you're messing around, you know, digital paint doesn't smell. <laughs> of course not, of course. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, so. it's a physical process of painting. It's, uh, yeah. And also the time as well. It's the time it takes as well. Yeah, it's very time. It can be very time consuming. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the next question is actually what I asked you last time, but I'm going to ask you again, because why not? Is, um, what is the most challenging part of being an artist? Uh, the most challenging part of being an artist for me is constantly having to um it's I'm, I'm lacking the word it i think the most challenging part of being an artist for me is the constant reaffirmation that i'm doing something that is has meaning like not like that i'm making something that has some symbolic thing to it but just like that anyone will find any meaning like yeah, like, like why yeah. am i why am I spending all this time getting frustrated? What is the point? Like, okay, so I'm going to, like, what is, you know, am I, am I get, am I getting satisfaction out of this? Because right now I feel really angry or frustrated <laughs> that I can't figure this out, you know. Um, so what, you know, so it's this constant like, no, you are doing something, you know. I have to like remind myself this constant like, you know, your work has you know, people like it. it, it has, it has meaning to it. You are doing something that has relevance in this crazy world that we live in, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be, that doesn't have to necessarily be like relevant to a lot of people, but just that it has relevance at all is yeah. what I go after. So, uh, you know, and that's kind of what I was getting back to before. I can't remember what the question was exactly, but that that's kind of like, it's not the money thing. It's just like this it helps reaffirm that what I'm doing is correct. Um, yeah, it's like validating you know, your uh, artistic existence. Yes, right. Yes, and so I guess that's a good, that's a much better way to put it. It's sort of yeah, I'm constantly trying to validate what I'm doing, and um, that is exhausting. But it's just something that I you know I have to force myself. Like I, I this room that I'm in right now is like we have this small like separate attached building it was here when we moved in it was kind of an old like workshop or something people and so we kind of made it into this uh studio and, and and you know i have to like force myself to go out here sometimes it's like the gym you know it's like it's like 90 percent of it is just going to, to 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 the fucking gym you know oh yeah so it's so 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 it's like it's like going to the gym you know it's it's 90 percent of working out is like getting to the gym and then once you're there you're going to do something so it's like i have to force myself so, so that is a moment of validation getting out of here just like sitting and i'm like oh god what am i working on now and you know because i'll work on like four things at once and then and just overcoming the fear you know there's always fear of something so fear of like i was like god i don't want to go out there and make a mistake i really can't handle like having a bad session right now but i gotta go do it you know so i think that's definitely the hardest part the, the, the mental, the technical stuff, the muscle memory, the the tactile, all those things, color mixing, that that kind of stuff is like, 
you can learn that over time. And there are, it's not easy, you know, some people do it easier than others, whatever, but just all that stuff is, is learned. Uh, I think easier for me, at least. Um, it's the mental stuff. That's always the most challenging because I think a lot of people feel this way. I, I know I do. I, I can be my own worst enemy, you know, Absolutely, or my, yeah. my greatest critic, which I think is a pretty common, common thing. Yeah, as, I'm actually quite surprised by how common that is among artists. Um, but I guess also it's because arts are very, you know, it's very subjective. That's the word. It's like very subjective. And I think you don't quite oh, know. Yeah. You don't quite know if what you're doing is really kind of making any kind of impact or if it's going, if it's, you know, because everybody has very different opinions on art. I think that's the interesting part of it. It's like when I tell people oh, I interview artists, some people are really interested, others just don't care. And it's like that's sliding scale of, of people who are interested in it is quite fascinating. Um, yeah is there anything you don't like about being an artist can i just say the same thing uh <laughs> oh, no, can... yeah the frustration no um i i think just um you know it's 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 got a lot of it's annoying to listen to the stigma of it, it, it you know this idea that people can't be an art you know it's not a real job it's, it's you know the sort of the sort of stigma to it i think yeah i mean you know I guess there's some validation to that to an extent because I would imagine most people that, I mean, I'm very being very general here when I say this, but I mean, I think that comes from a, another era when, you know, it was hard for people to make art and sell it um, for money. Uh, and I think that that is a challenging thing. I think it depends what type of art you're making and what it is and, you know, um, but I do think that there's still these sort of leftover, yeah, these sort of leftover opinions of what an artist, who an artist is, what an artist does, you know, is it work? Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's kind of annoying. I, you know, I don't, I don't like listening to that. And it's sort of, uh, I don't think it does any, you know, um, I mean, that just plays into the whole idea of like, does art have any, you know, real worth in the world? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just all this kind of, Silly stuff that people just discuss for no reason. I, I think that anything is, you, you know, <laughs> you could say the same thing about a lot of different, you know, er, you know, areas of, of fields of work. You know, sitting in front of a computer all day may not be, you know, uh, uh, it may provide someone a, a steady paycheck, but the the you know, is that fulfilling? I, I don't know. Um, yeah, but I think, yeah, I think mostly, I would say that's probably the most aggravating thing is I think that when you say, you know, especially in my situation uh, where it's like, I sort of have this like, you know, somewhat steady union job. And I, I kind of say to people sometimes, I'm like, I, you know, I'd like to steer away from this and try to do this. And they just kind of look at me puzzled, like, <laughs> like really? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, or at least I feel like they are. I don't know. Maybe some people, I, I'm all about, you know, I want to try to pursue my dreams. I mean, I have a family and we have kids and it's wonderful. But one of the things that I want to teach them is you got to go after your, your dreams. I mean, you, you just do, I, I you know, yeah. it, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, you have to at least try, you know, Absolutely. you're not always going to necessarily succeed in every, it's not going to be exactly how you envisioned it when you start your journey, but you can at least, you have to at least try because later 
you know, you, you, you can't go back. It, once you start moving forward in a direction, you can't go back. You know, you're, you're the, uh, what was there? Is I was listening to something, I don't know, the other day it was like, you know, time is the most precious commodity that we have. You know, it's not, it's not, you know, making money is great. I know everybody needs money, of course, but I think that it affords you time. Of course, um, right. and time, yeah, time is something that we, you know, you you can't buy more of it and you can't get it back. So, yeah, the, I agree. You know, Particularly in the society we live in, I think time and attention are the two most valuable assets we have. I think, um, yeah, attention is another great one. Yeah. I think, um, you know, the way the way the society is set up for um, this may be super like philosophical. Like the way our, our society is set up is that it, it's, you know, society of the spectacle, society of distraction, that kind of thing. I think it's um, it's set up in a way that our time is spent doing things other than what we wish to do. So, for instance, rather than, say, painting, for instance, you might just end up watching YouTube all day, you know, yes. mindlessly. And I think that's kind of, unfortunately, the way a lot of the society is set up. I actually find it really, really interesting that you are very critical of yourself as an artist, because it seems from the outside that, you know, artists know what they're doing. Um, that they, you know, have sold work and or are creating something that people are viewing so that, oh, yeah, you know, they're just creating the same thing. They must be, be mm -hmm. knowing what they're doing. So they're just creating the same thing. And then, you know, they'll get paid more for the next image and stuff. But so how do you, how do you create work? And we'll actually get, talk, we'll get into your work a bit more now, actually. I think it's probably the best time. Um, I've got other questions I was going to ask you for the intro, but that'll do for now. Um, so how do you create new work um, and new ideas without feeling like you're repeating yourself? I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, I mean, I think that there are some themes that I repeat. Um, and I think that, so, I mean, there is some repetition in my work. Um, I'm just kind of looking around right now. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think, uh, no, wait, your question was, how do I start a new work? And then also, how do I avoid re repeating myself? Is that what you're saying? Okay. Um, the way I start a new piece is, uh, usually from um, just taking photos. And I don't ever like, you know, um, I don't really like stage things very much. I, I, I don't, you know, stage a photo. I, I, man, I could be driving down the street at a stoplight and I turn to my left and there's some building with light hitting it. And I just say, oh, that's, you know, so I take a bunch of photos and, you know, I mean, one of the greatest things about, technology you know there's plenty of things to criticize but one of the cool things about having you know a, a nice iphone or, or whatever camera you know phone that has a really awesome camera on it is that you just always really have a wonderful camera with you so i take a lot of photos it's sort of a it's sort of a it's like a what a snake eating itself kind of thing it's like i look at a lot of paintings i know i have visual imagery in my head a lot and when i'm out then I have this in my head. And so then I take, I say, oh, that looks like a painting. And then I like take a photo of it. And then later, and then I'll forget about it maybe. So I have like thousands of these photos. And then as I'm going through, you know, I'm just like, oh yeah, I remember that. And then I'll start like sketching it, you know, on my iPad or something, just kind of blocking it. And then <laughs> sometimes they just, they're very, you know, quote unquote, easy to do or they're just very, they just flow really well. Other times it's really a struggle and I have to like think about it and, you know, really like kind of mess around with the shapes and maybe I'll do a 3D model for that, you know, to sort of see how the light would hit. And um, I, 
it's just a whole evolutionary process. Some of them don't work out. And so I just throw them to the side and then uh, it's a very evolutionary process in that way. I, yeah. So it's sort of the, the, the constant study and looking at other, you know, photography, paintings, movie stills, just anything that I see, you know, that is usually how I at least begin a painting. I don't know if I actually avoid repeating myself sometimes. I really do think that, I mean, there's at least themes that I repeat and I just, you know, I just, I try to, I try to push it. I mean, maybe, maybe the, you know, I mean, you could say that like, Oh, well, you know, paint a lot of chairs or something, but it's like, you know, I try to make the composition different and maybe it's a different, you know, uh, um, dimensional thing, right? Like maybe it's like a square or maybe it's a, you know, a rectangle or something. It's just, but I, I think that in the end, I end up do repeating myself to some degree um, because I continue to find that subject matter interesting. And really the, the actual subjects are almost, they're almost irrelevant. I, I like to use yeah. light, you know, coming across something as a way of just showing form and making an interesting composition, trying to lead your eye through the, through the piece, you know. Um, and in that sense, it's kind of like a puzzle and you're sort of building something. So I think that ultimately I'm going to always end up, you know, some of that will always carry through to each piece I make, you know, until, you know, I have some other ideas for later on down the line of doing like, you know, really weird abstract stuff or something, which I'll probably get to at some point. But for now, you know, it's just, it's really just being out in the world and just seeing stuff. And, you know, I mean, part of the thing that, because I like to paint sort of isolated, <laughs> you know, empty spaces, then, uh, you know, with light kind of pouring over them, then um, it's, you know, it's everywhere. I mean, I, you know, I don't know how familiar you are with LA, but there's that kind of stuff is all over the place, man. I mean, it's all over the place. It's, it's everywhere you go, there's like these funky alleys and, you know, just, sort of semi-abandoned so especially now because of the pandemic um you know just storefronts that are you know and you know and it's sunny a lot here so it's just the stuff is everywhere it's just like i mean how many pictures can i take it's all over the place you know all these shadows and everything so that's usually how i started and yeah i guess i don't know if i really answered it but i i think that actually the answer is really that i do often repeat there are some there is some repetitive stuff i think in everybody's work I mean, I think most artists to some degree repeat themselves a little bit because that's you, you, I, I think habitually, you just sort of are drawn to certain things unless you are consciously like choosing to start a new body of work that's completely different from what you did before, which, which plenty of people do, but then, then they're in that new body, you know, now you're in a new era or whatever you want to call yeah, it, course. you know, so. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And I think the fact that you said that in some ways the subject matter is irrelevant. It's more about light and shadow. I think you definitely see that in your work because your work is very compositional. You say that you work from photographs and that's quite interesting. So what do you think that painting can do that a photograph can't? Oh man, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, they're just different mediums, you know? I mean, I, I think that with with digital, I think with the advent of, of digital photography, I think there's just so, it's so polished now. Everything is so polished. I mean, I, I notice it in my at, at work when things are being filmed. I mean, if you look at um, if you look at films from 
the eighties or what, or nineties or whatever, even, but obviously back prior to that too. But I, it's just thinking about a lot of movies that I, I watched in that time and they're, they're not, they're not as polished, you know, the lighting and the, 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 the film, uh, you know, and, and there's, there's nothing, you know, something against digital photography. Um, I mean, that's what most movies are, you know, but yeah. it's so polished though. I mean, everything is just so it's the same argument that people make that like, the vinyl has this is better than an mp3 that you play on your phone you know and it's like if you ask somebody that's an audiophile they'll be like oh man it's just got that feeling you know it's vinyl man it's got that that sound to it it's not as perfect you know i think that for me i think that i think that painting at least the style that i do it in allows for some it, it it's not i mean i partly because i choose to make it that way and partly because i you know just don't yeah i mean basically i don't paint in a hyper realistic fashion and even if you do i know there's some artists that do these like incredible like super higher you know hyper realistic if you look at them on a screen but even if you were to look at them up you know in person up close you could still tell what they're painting i think i, I don't know I, I haven't seen one uh, necessarily in any recent memory that i have but the the there it's more the, the paintings that I make that are based on the images are they just have more mistakes in them there's more not mistakes but just like it, it's not so polished I'm not going to call them mistakes because that kind of sounds weird but they, they're not as polished and also the paintings that I make are they are based on photographs but they're not you know photographs to me are like notes you know they're they're they're, they're another form of a sketchbook uh, I could take, you know, three pictures of an air, a thing that I like, and some of it is just, you know, I always leave some stuff out. I never try to like copy the thing exactly because I don't know why I don't do that. I just don't, I don't do that. I don't know. There's nothing wrong with it, but I just don't tend to do that. So I move things around and I crudely edit stuff and, you know, a, a Photoshop type thing sometimes or, or, I'll just redraw it, you know, how I think it would look better or something like that. And, um, and yeah, so I think that's kind of what I, for me, painting is like I was saying earlier, it's, it's one of the few analog things that I, that I do and, and analog to me is like, you know, final film, you know, actual, like, you know, you have to like develop it in a dark room, you know, all that stuff. And, 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 and even just the raw, I mean, it's unrelated to an extent, but like even just in, in the film business, like I've been working in it long enough where I have seen, you know, the classic way of lighting a set is with these, you know, tungsten lights and you color correct them for daylight. And then they, and then they made, a, you know, and then there's these HMIs that are, that are more daylight, they're daylight balanced. Um, and so, you know, that, and, and they have this blue quality, you know, there's certain Kelvin gets in all the science of it, but the, the, I have watched that sort of that type of lighting as cameras have changed these 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 high-end digital cameras that 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 film all this stuff in raw imaging and they do it all in post <coughs> the lighting the units themselves have changed to LEDs it's not all LEDs there's a lot of LEDs now and the the quality of that um has changed a lot, you know, and it looks very polished, you know, just everything is so crisp now because it's so high definition, you know, 
I was looking at something like you know, there's some TV out now with like 8K. You know, it's so you know our eyes. I don't even think. I mean, I'm not an expert on this kind of stuff, but I don't think our eyes can even. You know, the difference between 4K and 8K. Like I would challenge most people just glancing at the TV, watching something, to even really notice much of a difference. I mean, it's just it's so it's so incredibly full of information that you're just sort of blown away by it. And I think with a painting, you're for, unless you're choosing to be hyper-realistic, which is a very specific type of, of, of painting style, a lot of people, even when, you know, impressionist, impressionism and, and you know, I'm, not, I'm just talking about like representational painting, kind of like what I do. Like I sort of, there's stuff that's, you know, you look at it, you're like, oh, okay, like I can tell what this stuff is. There's plenty of people that do amazing abstract expressionist work and all these other things. But just with like what I'm talking about is like, there's a lot of information taken out too, right? Like I can't, I leave a lot of stuff out. And so you fill in the rest of it because you can stare at it for a while. Hopefully the composition I made allows um, people, you know, to sort of have your eye go uh, through the piece and led in a nice way. And so you, you know, but some of the, some of the information is taken out. So it's easier to look at. I mean, when you're looking at a giant, you know, photo or whatever, display is like there's just so much information um and i think that yeah i just think that painting can it's just more organic and there's mistakes in it that are just be because it's it's a you know a, a uh a um it, it, it's a it's a material it, it's a it's a moving viscous material that you can control to an extent but not 100 percent of the time you know yeah, that's cool. I don't know if you'd finish that or not. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure if I finished either. I'm like <laughs> thinking about like, what am I actually saying? No, because I guess, so not, I kind I of guess maybe the, the kind of defining line is that art is a reinterpretation of the world, whereas in a photograph is a representation of the world. Um, maybe. I think so. I mean, a photograph can be a lot of things and a, and a, and a, and a, and a you know, a photographer can capture a moment that is purely, you can capture a moment that's very representational of what's actually occurring, or you can, I'm not, and I'm again leaving out like all the Photoshop stuff that people can yeah. do because obviously you can do whatever you want with that now. But just, I mean, you 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 can frame a thing to make it look very not representational. I mean, you can get yeah. really close up and get a very micro-looking thing, and it's almost its own little world. Or you can get pulled back, and it's almost so abstract because it's so far back from the subject. And, but yes, basically, yeah, I think that it's you know a painting can be can both represent the world and also you're able to pull elements out and leave this, you know, you can increase the color saturation, you can make all these things happen um, that I think is doable in a, in a, in a photograph, but not quite the same. I don't yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. There's more imagination there in a painting. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And, and one other thing too is with a painting, if you're looking at it in real life, like in a museum or a gallery or something, one of the thing with a painting is that, especially with oil paint, you have a lot of texture, right? You, you, you don't, and, and texture can play a huge part in certain pieces because, you know, whatever. But just the, the I, I, I mean, I guess you could do that with a photograph somehow, but I, the, the paint allows you to not only do all the other things we talked about, but then also sort of come off the, the canvas. And, and just even that, the gallery light can catch and ping and make a whole, yeah. you know, there's so many options, you know. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. And also, it's a, also a piece of art is a physical object. Like you don't have to yes. print it out. It's a physical object. It's, it's tangible right. in the world. 
as opposed to yes. being on a screen. I think that's also plays a huge yes. role, quite an understated, but quite a huge role in the creation of art. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's going to hang somewhere, or, or you know, if it's a, I don't know, if it's a statue, it's going to sit somewhere. It's going to exist somewhere. Yeah, it has a physical know. life in, in some way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. Um, so I'm going to read a quote that you said in an interview from somewhere else. So um, right. a quote from you, <laughs> probably uh, that was a good idea to quote yours, for me to quote you, but okay. So you said here that, so the idea that transcends throughout most of my work is calmness within a frenetic world. Frenetic, a frenetic world. It stems from my own personal pursuit of wanting to feel calm and balanced in my own life. Um, yeah, could you just talk a bit about that in terms of, because obviously, as you said earlier, your images are quite isolated. They're, they're very kind of um, empty and very pensive is the way I describe them. Um, can you talk a bit about that and about the idea of balance and calmness? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's fairly straightforward. I think I, I, I you know, I, I, I spent many years as when I was a kid, I, I struggled a lot with, you know, anxiety and depression and all these things and into my teen years i got into you know lots of drugs and alcohol in my early 20s and all these things and lots of problems arose from that i won't go into of too many of those stories but uh you know just basically uh it was not good for me and uh it 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 it, it was going down a very dark path and so you know from that from sobriety and from retuning and trying to be a better human being and exist and contribute back to society and and like i mentioned before you know i'm you know i'm married to a wonderful woman and 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 we have uh our son who's uh geez, he's going to be five this year uh and 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 uh and another one on the way actually okay, and um thank you and um you know all, all of these things i mean of course all of that you know the, the, the kid aspect adds chaos but a good kind of yeah. chaos and 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 uh it, it it's my life would not be what it is now it's so it's so filled with good things but it's filled yeah with so much stuff that over time i have um i haven't been doing it enough lately but i have grown into the uh idea of i guess maybe like three or four years ago i really started meditating um and i think that that has allowed me to calm my mind down and you know sort of step back for a moment um and that's really it i mean it's just i think it's an appreciate it's an appreciation for i i guess what i meant by that quote is just sort of you know it's in my mind in my life i i do want things to be as calm as possible and you know that's not going to happen all the time obviously but it's a goal to strive towards you yeah. know um and i think by being you know trying to center myself and make myself better than i can do you know better for others and so and i just think like like i i think it's in the goal. i mean inevitably it just comes out in my artwork you know it's like there are moments in time where you're out somewhere walking around or something and it's just like you stop for a second and the air is still and you're standing there by yourself and it's quiet just for a moment maybe and there's just a powerful that can be a very powerful moment where it's just like for one second everything lines up and the world is very still 
and then the traffic goes again blah 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 but you know it's just like there's those little moments in time i think are really important to think about um and uh you know it it well actually that's it i mean it's basically just it's just i don't want to you know i listen to people sometimes talk about like being like centered or whatever and it's like I don't think anyone is ever completely centered. I think what it is, in my opinion at least, is that you're, it is a constant, um, you're trying to be diligent, right? And your pursuit of that, I think is what, and, and, and from being diligent and sort of constantly pursuing that, you become that in itself, the, 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 the work that you put in is what allows you to gain that. You never actually, get there you don't like become calm <laughs> like yeah. and that's it okay it's like well no no i'm good man i'm centered for the rest of my life like i've achieved level 100 and i'm cool it's a constant daily thing of like in every moment and you know and you all these interactions throughout the day and it's just you know how do you the only thing you can control in life is your reaction to other people's stuff you know what i mean so it, it, i think that's what it is and and yeah, I mean, I, I I hope that people that are looking for that in their life see it in my work. I don't I hear my work interpreted, you know, or interpreted as as various things. Uh, you know, one friend of mine said, you know, I really want to buy one of your paintings, but we have this space in our bedroom. But my wife is like, she loves your work, but she's like, I don't know if I could look at that every day when I wake up. It's so like eerie or something like that you know and i was like wow that's like, he's like i mean i don't mean any offense i'm like no i'm not offended at all man if it they, if they can evoke that kind of feeling in you i think that's awesome you know um but i do hope that people that are looking for a, a moment of you know whatever tranquility or something can see that as well but i do think that that, that one of the neat things i think about what i do is just that it's very open to interpretation i mean i, I can look at all of these paintings in my studio and see both sides I think you know my mom once said she looked at a bunch of stuff I had done and she's like are you okay you know <laughs> <laughs> I mean she said it with a smile you know it's a uh it's her type of humor but uh which I thought was funny you know because it's like yeah man I mean you can you can look at this stuff I mean I think you use the word pensive and 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 it you know pensive can kind of it's sort of in the middle you know sort of like something's about to happen or something just did and 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 yeah. who you know who knows but Yes, but I think the pursuit of in this crazy world, too, especially with everything that's happened in the last couple of years, just, you know, it's important for people to take a moment and try to, you know, uh, just take a breather and, and, you know, be calm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, it's like the ambiguity in your work that keeps people engaged with it because it's like they they look at it and rather than just like looking at being like okay okay i'm informed that this is a certain landscape or i'm informed that this is a certain building or this is a certain object it's like this is a space um because right. it's not yeah because it's not it's not just a nice landscape it's not just a picture of like um say a pretty woman for instance it's this is a space this is kind of um a moment and it's like you get to choose how to interpret that by looking at it and kind of you know I just said earlier, immersing yourself into it. It's the immersion of your work. That's for me, at least. That's what I get out of your work in terms of when I look at it, because it's not just oh, okay. That's cool. It's cool. It's cool as a deck chair. It's like okay. So what relevance has this deck chair got to everything surrounding it and the spaces within and the environment? And then what does that mean for us humans and the human condition? You know, it, it kind of opens up a lot of questions. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
which I think is why is why I, and I generally is why I know a lot of people who are quite engaged with that and who are who are interested in that. Um, That's great, man. I, I uh, yeah. I mean, I will say one other thing is uh, sometimes I actually don't know the yeah. answer. Like I don't know why I just find it interesting or something, or I get some bug in my head that I want to paint some video store from the '80s of my childhood, and I'm thinking somebody will understand it maybe and then you know but then people tell me like like people tell me sometimes what my artwork means i don't even know half the time you know like I, i'm not i mean i i have a feeling because i'm just going off of my instinct but i can't necessarily frame it into words you know immediately um, so hearing you say that and just listening to people tell me what they think when they look at it i'm like wow okay cool you know it's it's great it informs me more of what i'm doing too i think which is kind of interesting have you actually ever heard of liminal spaces? Liminal spaces? Yeah, yeah actually, it's funny. Yeah. I was just going to tell you that, man. Yeah. I, I I was awakened to that concept through uh, Reddit and Instagram hashtags, and I started looking at that, and I was like, I, yeah. "Do you ever go on Reddit?" I have been on Reddit. Yes. Yeah, uh, Reddit's like the one social platform that people still sometimes when I add mention it, they're like, "Yeah, I don't really understand." I don't go on it like. I, I go I, I love it I think it's great it's it, there's so many weird obscure niche things one of them is liminal spaces or liminal or something I don't know what it is but it's like wow these are just these empty voids of like <laughs> you know some of them are creepy some of them are very calming or whatever but it's like whoa like where has this like where are all these pictures from you know it's amazing it's like a mystery yeah um yeah I actually started uh this is just a weird social media comment but i actually started putting that hashtag in my like little oh you know what i'll go back to one of your questions earlier uh what do i not like about being an artist social media i hate dealing with social media i i, I don't want to i don't want to sell myself I, I don't know how to do it very well i'm not I, you know it's a challenge for me to engage i shouldn't say i hate social media i've actually met a lot of wonderful people like yourself yeah. and others so that aspect's cool but just the like, I don't know, there's this whole other element to it. I'm like, man, I it's exhausting. So yeah. I think that that's actually the the thing is it's not so much that I, I don't like, I shouldn't use the word hate. I don't I don't hate it, but it it's not conducive to me personally, like in my own personality, because I'm somewhat introverted. And it would be one thing if I had other avenues of connecting, like if I had uh, like pieces in a gallery or two, and I was also doing some social media stuff, it's like, hey, look, I put out the, but right now that is how I put out artwork. So it, 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 it's frustrating to be beholden to Instagram, right? Okay. So it's like, I know that somewhere Mark Zuckerberg has created these algorithms with his team of people. And so it's like, you're sort of beholden to that. So you have to like kind of bend your, it's not like I get marketing and I get the advertising. Yeah. Like I get that, you know, whatever you got to, I mean, but you know, there's this other aspect of it. I'm like, does it have to be Instagram? Can't we just have a, like, like a, just a platform like this for art? You know, I don't Anyway, that, that's a whole other. You know what? I no should really, that, but... well, I should really think of starting something like that because the, you're probably like, I've done 20 series so far and out of the 20 interviews I've done, probably 20 of them have said the same thing in terms of about social media and Instagram. And that's the fact that it's not that they don't like using Instagram, it's the algorithm that's really the problem. And the fact that it's not necessarily productive, you know, it's very much a, a numbers game. And it's very much a, a very, it's like a pick and mix, you know, it's like, you, it might get lucky, you might not. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's such a shame 
because time is, as we said earlier, time is the most valuable commodity that we have. Particularly as an artist, you don't want to be wasting, you know, yeah, you don't be wasting time on social media when it's not going to be helpful to you in your practice. Right, and it's like posted on there is sort of like my my way of advertising, and and it, you know, at some at some level, I'm just like, uh, you know, I don't want to think about hashtags and like, yeah. you know, oh, does this hashtag going to get maybe more audience views and blah blah blah. I'm like, I don't want to think about this shit. Like, I don't, you know, like, I mean, I get it. Like, I get it from a sort of a, a nerdy like tech person who always read science like i get it yes it's massive data you have to label it how else are you going to sift through it all billions of people post all this stuff all the time i get it but like the flip side of that is again i'm not i'm not trying to be an influencer you know i would like instagram to be a part of my marketing and sort of just here's my artwork thing rather than like the main vein of that at the moment so um yeah and that's why, like I was just mentioning earlier, you know, like adding a hash, you know, like I started yeah, putting exactly. that liminal yeah, hashtag, exactly. you know, because it's just like, oh yeah, that really fits my stuff. So. Yeah, it does. Because when I saw your your work, I thought about liminal spaces. And actually, I think about liminal space a lot in terms of art itself and the whole idea of art and the whole idea of, it's not quite reality, but it also is reality. But it's also not reality, but it is reality. You know, that kind of rabbit hole yes. of what are you looking at and what is it supposed to reflect in terms of the actual real world? And I think that's super interesting. Um, yeah, so I thought I'd mention that. And also the other thing I wanted to mention to you as well, the liminal spaces, is, um, I don't know if you've heard of them, is called um, heterotopias. And they're, um, they're called heterotopias. Um, I'll send you links to all this stuff because I send links to people all the time. Um, oh yeah, please. And, please called, and it's kind of the idea of places within places. So things like car parks and boats, are like when they're not being used, it's like a world inside of itself. So for instance, um, how can I explain that? It's like a it's like a concept, like an architectural, architectural and philosophical concept about kind of like like for instance, like a cruise ship. Like the cruise ship is a separate entity, but inside the cruise ship is a whole world by itself. You know, you have living arrangements, you have shops, you have, you know, it's like a whole industry within inside itself. If mm, that makes sense. And then it exists within it the world. Same like with jail cells, with like jail cells, with like prisons, like a prison has its own economy. Yes. Within the world, I see, yeah. has its own economy. Stuff like that is interesting. Oh, yeah, man. No, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Please please send me that link. That's great. So one thing I want to talk to you about that was really, really interesting. So I interviewed an artist called Mark Thompson. And one of the things he said is that he works in the studio a lot. And because he works in the studio, he often gets quite lonely. Um, And I wanted to talk to you about the idea of loneliness as an artist and the kind of isolation you can feel from being an artist and particularly long stretches in the studio. Um, Is that something you feel or is that something you've kind of encountered? Yeah, definitely. Definitely have felt that, uh, you know, I mean, it is a very isolating thing. It's definitely not a team sport. Uh, I mean, it can be maybe in certain aspects, but um, it is, it is definitely isolating. You're, you're isolated not only in your studio, but also in your head thinking about a lot of stuff. You're going to get into that space. I mean, personally for me at the moment in my life, I mean, as soon as I walk out of the, I mean, the studio is here in my backyard, essentially. So for, for the moment, you know, we may move soon and then that'll change a little bit, but I'll set up shop some other way. But, uh, you know, as soon as I go into my house, it's just, you know, if everybody's home, it's like chaos in the house, you know, and again, in a good way, but just like, it's, you know, you're not feeling lonely anymore. Like, um, and, uh, 
yeah, I guess the short answer is I completely agree with his take on it. Um, and, and definitely it can be lonely. Um, my long stretches in the studio are mostly broken up now because I'll have like a couple hours here and a couple hours there. Okay. And so it, 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 it's more, it's not as, it's not as like isolating as it, as it could be, you know? So, but no, I mean, it, it, I, I think that people that are artists probably lean towards isolating activities anyway. And so they're kind of like, you know, there's some comfort to it as well. It can, you know, it can get lonely, but, you know, I, I, you know, I spent a lot of time when I was a kid by myself. So yeah, like uh, I guess, and you know, you said earlier that you're introverted. So I guess um, in a way you're used to it. In a, in a sense I am. Yes. And, and, and it can actually, I mean, it's changed a little bit now that I have a family mm -hmm. and I, I, you know, I, it does, I, I think that I'm more, you know, uh, you know, I, I, if I'm, if they say go out, uh, you know, my wife and son go to like her mom's house for the day or something. And they're like, you know, my wife's like, okay, you know, this is a good chance. Like, you know, have three or four hours, like go to the studio. Like, I don't go. And then, you know, I miss them though, you know? Of so, course. so there is a, a loneliness factor there, but then also there is, you know, a house full of insanity sometimes because, you know, because this is what it's like having a four-year-old. Um, but yeah, I can definitely empathize with that. I mean, he's totally like, for sure like you can just get immersed in your head and then it's like almost like you know coming out like it's like whoa like you know you've been when you when you have those good session days and you really hit it and your brain is just like full tilt boogie and you're just really into what you're doing when you come out of that it's like wow like it's like a workout you know your brain is like it's exhausting you know people think like painting is just like oh, i'm just gonna sit here and, but it can be uh you know i've worked long hours too when I work and it's like I can be more exhausted doing three hours of this than at the end of it you know what yeah. I mean because it's like or or even energized too it's like you know you just come out of there and you're like it's like you're in a daze you know so uh yeah so yeah totally totally feel that guy I mean it's it, it can be very like tunnel vision I guess you get tunnel vision that's the word I was trying to think of yeah you get tunnel vision when you're out here and then when you kind of come to you 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 almost forget you know, like, whoa, wait a minute. Okay. Wow. There's all these kind of things going on. Now I got to go back to my life. And, you know, so. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think it's good because you have that balance where you can go back to, you know, the chaos because. Yeah. 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 No, it's wonderful. Yeah. No, it's, it's wonderful. It, and, and I think that I would feel a lot if I was doing what I do and not going out and seeing people and stuff. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, just on the side note, like, like during the pandemic when, you know, there was a period of time where we barely left the house. Yeah, course, yeah. People, people weren't supposed to, and or, or they were very limited. And you know, I I would read these stories of people being very lonely, and 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 I, you know, and and I, you know, I I felt bad for them, but I, I was very, you know, fortunate that you know between my son and my wife, I mean, we just there wasn't a dull moment. You know, um, we were able to, you know, be with each other and. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't that way. So I was very fortunate in that sense, um, you know. And I think right. it just helps a lot. Yeah. So COVID nineteen. Um, so how has that affected you and your practice? I I don't know. I mean, I I don't I don't really know if it affected me. To be honest with you, all that much. Yeah. I mean, my my you know, 
I'm still in a sort of transitional point with sort of going from one career to another. So I don't rely on this solely for income. I know that, you know, people stopped buying as much art during the pandemic because everybody was worried about money and, you know, rightfully so. Um, so, you know, I know that that, you know, hurt a lot of things in like some of the fairs. And I, I was going to be in a, you know, a fair uh, in LA last, last spring, but, you know, it obviously was postponed. But I don't, you know, there was a little bit of time where I just didn't really, you know, there was a lot going on here uh, in, in America with all the crazy politics and the pandemic and the, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, finally some, some uh, real, you know, protests were happening and, you know, which I was all supportive of that, but it did lead to some, you, know, you could feel nervous energy, I yeah. think in our, in our culture for a while. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, I think for a little while when, when we were sort of selling the idea that this pandemic was like, you know, it took like a couple of weeks, right. You know, like people are like, yeah. ah, whatever it's going to, and then, you know, after a while, after a month, you're like, uh, wait a minute, you know, this is, this is, okay, this is like a real thing. This is like a, you know, it's like every hundred years type, like the pandemic, you know. Um, so I think that, you know, it, it I don't know, I, I remember just sort of during all that, you know, I think that it matters, you know, art matters, and I think people creating stuff matters, you know, and I just, for a little while, I felt kind of stupid making it because I was like, why am I, you know, there's so much, there's so much stuff going on and there's all this like social sort of revolution here. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a very progressive, you know, liberal leaning, whatever term you want to use. Um, and I just, you know, I was very excited that, I mean, it was under a, a, a umbrella of tragedy, uh, but it was, it was, it was exciting to see so many people come out and I think it was partly from the pandemic and so you know because everybody was at home and seeing all this you know George Floyd thing and just like just all that stuff and it was really interesting to see this big sweeping change and for a little while I thought you know man what am I what am I doing what am I saying with my artwork and then I don't know I just kind of you know we were home for a while and I just I just kind of started doing it again because after a while it's like I just got to keep doing this because this is the only way I know how to express myself. So, and if somebody can look at some of this stuff and feel a moment of peace, then then that's great, you know? And uh, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, it, I think for me really, it, I don't know if it really affected the flow of my making art, but it, it, it affected, it made me re, it made me further investigate what is really important in life and what really matters and and yeah so i think it made me sort of re 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 tool some of those opinions that i had of like what is the purpose of all this and what are we doing here and you know what really matters and stuff like that so um but i don't think it really affected because i don't rely on it for money i make some money doing it but i don't rely that's not the the primary source so you know, I know it was scary for a lot of people who run galleries or who make, you know, their living doing it. Um, yeah. But that, that for me, that was not the case. So, you know, yeah, that's about it. On your biography, um, you said that the result of your paintings are, um, are something in between a physical encounter and a memory. 
Um, and I was actually super curious about that, that kind of, uh, I guess, again, it comes back to liminal space and it might be repetitive, I guess, but I'll ask you anyway. So I'm kind of just curious, like, why is memory such an important topic in the arts? And uh, your images are pretty timeless. So do you want them to kind of evoke a sense of nostalgia? Uh, yeah, I would. I mean, I would actually like to be focusing more on nostalgia. Some some of the pieces that I've sold have been very, you know, they have like a little nostalgia toy in them or something. Yeah. And uh, I feel like people, yeah, I think that people connect with nostalgic things. And I try to make my pieces, um, yeah, in between the memory. What is it? Uh, yeah, in between the memory and the a physical uh, kind of like a, a physical gather. I mean, that kind of just stems from like, I think it's, it's you know, that's kind of like a, a what I was saying earlier is like just sort of a physical encounter is like some moment, you know, some space or thing or place or whatever. And I'm like, whoa, you know, I encounter this thing, I take photos of it. And then it's sort of part of it is I try to, you know, I have this note, these notes, these like photo notes, I guess you could say. And then I go back later to them and I try to remember like the feeling of me, like what was like interesting about this. You know? I mean, a lot of times it's just the way the light hit in the composition and all this, but then there's maybe a, a an intense moment or something and then i try to remember that and uh you know yeah i mean for me i i i do try to make it timeless i i, I want it to be i you know i think that i think well for one thing it sort of i think more people will connect with it if it's less specific i try to not make it too specific um if i can and i think that this sort of appeals to a broader sense of, because i want people to be able to put themselves in it um yeah. and you know if you get too whatever then it's like it, 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 it i think it's harder for people to sort of imagine themselves in that space and so but yeah i mean the nostalgia thing is you know i i i often try if there are objects in the scene i attempt to sort of look back to the 80s because that's you know i was born in 81 so I just think, you know, sort of late 70s and the decade of the 80s, kind of like stuff that was made then was more, uh, you know, it was like some piece I did that had like a, like a, you know, big wheel in it, like those old tricycle, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, stuff like that, um, that, you know, the, 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 another piece I did was a video store, um, you know, uh, Saturday night, I think I called it. And, hey, uh, you know, it's, yeah. And, 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 and it's, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, how many, you know, for me personally, how many, how many nights did I spend, you know, as a kid, you know, it's when you went, you know, you went and rented movies and all that stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, for me, it's just, I mean, I want to evoke emotion in people when they look at it and there are certain, I think there are certain, you know, tricks, you know, that you can do just like you can make certain things, you can trick the human eye and make them make more parts of the painting appealing to look at or you can create the sense of depth in a flat plane yeah. um, by using tricks basically right you're tricking the human mind and i think that's an aspect of painting that i also enjoy too is just the psychology of it um and so yeah memory and you know uh they say uh, i read once that the you know scientists say that the most uh memory inducing um sense that we have is smell the olfactory yeah. senses but you know, I think short of that is sight, you know, and sort of visual. So you can really play on that and have an impact, I think, by by doing that. So so do you consider your work to be personal or even in some ways biographical? Well, I think it's just, I mean, I think my art is personal because I, uh, you know, I put some of my own 
I mean, yeah, I, I think it's personal just because I, I make it, you know, I mean, I'm putting myself in it to an extent. I do not think that it's, I think it might be slightly biographical. It's not really biographical. I mean, the places that I paint, and, and, you know, aren't really like from my childhood, let's say, you know, so, I mean, that's what I think of when I think of biographical, but um, I, I, the, the spaces and the sort of feelings and stuff like that are, or the feelings I should say of like, I will stand, I will sit and look and stare at the painting for a while and see if I feel emotion when I'm when I'm when I'm looking at it. If what I feel when I'm looking at it, does it look, does it have that certain whatever it is that I'm looking to do? And in that sense, it's personal because I'm trying to leave a little of my own imprint on it by doing that. Aside from obviously just painting it or whatever. Yeah. So maybe it's like emotionally biographical. Yeah. So uh, a podcast I like to listen to is called Artist Decoded. Um, and one of their guests called Brian Booth Craig once said that an image is not complete without a viewer. Uh, do you agree with this idea? Um, yes, I do. I do agree with that. Uh, even if, I mean, even if you just make the image for yourself, you're still viewing it. I mean, you have to have somebody look at it, even if that person is you. So I do agree with that. It's actually a very intelligent uh, statement, I think. Um, I mean, if it's just, you know, if the image is in a drawer <laughs> or stored away somewhere, I guess it's still an image, but I think, I think with the desire to want to make somebody feel something or, you know, be it through your composition, color, texture of the paint, the subject matter, the size of it, anything, you, you, you the, the point is to make people feel something and in order, the painting doesn't feel anything. It's just constructed in a way that if it works, then you or I or whoever go to a museum or a gallery or somebody's house and they say, wow, look at that, man. Like that is incredible, you know, for, for you know, ABC reason, whatever. It's just like, you know, that is, uh, you know, but in order for that last component, you need to have a human look at it and feel something and, and view it, you know? So yeah, I would totally agree with that. That concludes the first part of my interview with Alex Salkowitz. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments about it, please get in touch via theflyingfruitbowl at gmail.com or via social media sites such as Instagram. The Flying Fruit Bowl audio interviews can be found on a variety of sites such as Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, don't forget to check out theflyingfruitbowl.co.uk for daily art inspiration. And if you're a creative, please get in touch for a chance to be featured or interviewed. I love discovering new art, and our website is always open for submissions. Once again, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, folks, please stay safe.